0: to the lobby social experiment with your host steven martinez this is the very first episode and uh, it's been a long time coming i want to give a huge shout out so to uh, Sancho's garage i'm part of their team and uh i have a very special guest and i consider her as one of my good friends and she reached out to me and uh I like what she's doing. American Idol, you need to sign her up because <laughs> she has that voice, Everecent, uh, move out of the way. We got a new sheriff in town. My guest for this episode is my girl, Vanessa. What's up, girl?
1: <laughs> How's it going, Steven? <laughs> I know
0: that. I, I was like, earlier, that voice, I was like, <gasps> I was like my hair sticking up. Me, 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 me and John were like crying. Like, I never heard a voice like oh, that. God. That was the first time I ever heard a, a woman sing like that. Like, <laughs> it, was like, it was almost like that movie Step Brothers.
2: Oh my gosh, you're crazy!
0: <laughs> <laughs> so how you been?
1: Oh, doing good. You like?
0: Do you like the new place?
1: Oh, I'm loving it. Like when I got here, obviously, you guys gave me a little tour of the building, and I am just really, just impressed and with the whole operation and everything that's happening here mm-hmm. in this building. Mm-hmm. It's such a cool movement. It's uh, yes. it's
0: it's my new place, and shout yeah. outs to them and uh, yeah. You know, I, I notice that I see a lot of podcasters now are going to networks or getting their own studios. Mm-hmm. It's the ones who want to take it to the next level. Yeah. And uh, I'm just kind of glad I, I met them. I'm part of their team now. There you go. And uh, good things to come. You know, I'm getting my feet wet, so we're trying mm-hmm. to get everything ready. Yeah. And uh, big things to come for well, next year. You
1: definitely brothered up with the good crew here so I, mm-hmm. I could just feel it even coming into the building it just felt really good you know
0: yeah and a for lot sure. of people don't know about Santa's garage that every person that works here um, they have a story mm-hmm. um, they know how to conduct themselves yeah. they know they're very talkative and they're hungry yeah they're very hungry even we have people coming up who are going to be focusing on mm-hmm. YouTube <laughs> and social media and getting out there for exposures to see hey What's up with this new podcast, Long Beach Social Experiment? What's up with Sancho's Garage? Who are these people? Hey, you know what? Let's go check them out. Let's go drive to Long Beach. Yeah,
1: there you go. Yeah, and there's so much happening in this building, it looks like. You know, Mm -hmm. like, again, from the tour and all that, there's a lot of different things happening. And, I know John mentioned about like you guys. There, there's events that are being hosted yes. here as well, so uh-huh. you know it, it lends to creating that atmosphere of community for people to come. And you got these beautiful classic cars that are sitting literally on
2: the other side of this wall. And you just <laughs> saw. Like... Or,
1: then you saw someone earlier. We oh, shout out yes. to Long Beach Lloyd. Yes, 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 yes. He showed up in his cool car. I don't. What what year was that? Or what is that exactly? I because know. I don't know cars, you guys. I don't know.
0: <laughs> Oh, I don't know what year was that, but that was like a badass car. Oh, and beautiful. he was begging open that yeah. door. <laughs> I
1: was like, "Hey, someone's knocking on the roll-up door
0: over there." <laughs> yeah, but that's how you. That's how a lot of people just come, and you're like, "Wow,"
1: you know, and yeah. you just took a picture. You're like, "I <laughs> don't know, I'm just scared." <laughs> I was just chatting it up with him. He's he seems like a really cool person for sure. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. But so yeah. talk to me. I want to get to know you, Vanessa. Oh my gosh Where do we? Okay, oh where do we begin, Tommy? Well, first off, I already feel like I really know you because I know we've been communicating a lot, mm-hmm. like with regards to all the other interviews that have been done so far for the production. I know you had Concrete here, you had Endub and you had Mike here so, Yeah.
0: <laughs> like you with our boxers. Yes,
1: exactly. So I was able to watch virtually. I was very much virtually present with you guys, um, listening in and you know and just supporting it as well. But obviously, all the preparation that went into creating the schedule with you, right, and talking about the idea of the podcast with you and stuff. So we've already been in a lot of communication as well, you know. And I know it's it's just been really good being able to talk with you and share mm-hmm. with you and stuff. Um, I'm really big on community, so you know this really just it resonates with me as who I, who I am as a person, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So I feel very much, uh, very much connected to what's happening here and happening here for you as well. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, so we can start wherever you want to start. You before we start, I just want to say thank you for giving me the
0: opportunity to promote, um, we're going to talk in a bit uh, later, Sam's cry, but thank you for giving the opportunity to have me interview you and up, Mike and, and also Concrete. It, yeah. it was an honor. I think it, it was a huge. Um, it, it's something huge. It's like a big uh, homework to me because I never yeah. did something like this before. Okay, and we talked earlier. Like a lot of people wanted to come on, and I put a lot of people on hold because I really. Want to focus on all four of you and, and really promote this movie because a lot of people we're gonna a lot of people are gonna focus on this movie because it mm-hmm. talks about a lot of mental
1: awareness. Yes, mental awareness is definitely one of the the big factors. That's the thread, if you want to say that's throughout the film, and mm-hmm. you know, there's also domestic violence. So bringing awareness to that and you know, um, shedding light on it. I mean. You know, um, it's not like it's a secret. You know what I mean? There there are people that are dealing with these things. But ultimately, as a production, though, too, we want to be able to link arm in arm with organizations that are there to be a support system to people that are going through these things that happen in life. You know, we want to be a a connector. You know, that's going to be a word you're going to hear me probably say a few times in this Mm -hmm. time that we're here together talking. But being able to make that connection for people and providing um, resources Mm -hmm. to to people that that need uh, direction, like where do where do I go? How do I how do I make sense of what I'm experiencing? You know, when you have the right people in your court, you know it it um, it helps in your journey. Yeah. So, have you always been
0: like this? Like uh, when you were little until now, like being a mentor to a lot of people? Because for you to be a mentor, you you your parents have to teach you the right way mm-hmm. to gather those thoughts for you to be like hey this is what my father this is what Mm -hmm. my mother taught me you know you know what I'm going to teach that for everyone
1: well since we're going you know that far back I this gives me an opportunity to share a little bit you know but um about that part of my life you know my dad um was born and raised in Oxnard California Mm
2: -hmm.
1: my dad was um my grandparents were field workers my father was a field worker as well um I remember early on I was very close to my father. We we would have great conversations, and I remember one time talking to my dad and asking my dad, "Hey, dad, how old were you when you started working?" And uh, my dad had this really commanding kind of voice, you know, kind of like that. People used to be like, "Hey, dude, is your dad mad or what's going on?" I'm like, "No, that no, why? Why is he yelling at you?" I'm like, "He's not yelling. That's how he talks," Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know. But uh, the one day that I asked him about that, I said, "Hey, dad, how old were you when you started working?" And we were sitting in the living room at the time, and he. He used to uh, talk with his hands a lot too, so he you know, he kind of like looked over at me and he like leaned forward a little bit and he paused for a second. And then he looked at me and he said, what do you mean how old I was when I started working? I came out of the womb working. He went just like that. And I said, what are you talking, like, you know, it was kind of funny at the time. I was like, you know, and then my dad's like, and I go, well, explain that to me, dad, what do you mean by that? He's like, He's like, my mom had me basically and then I was, my mom would lay me in this little like sack thing, you know, like how girls wear it now, you know, for their babies. Mm -hmm. He goes, and my mom would be out there in the fields, working the fields. And I, as a baby over time, I learned from watching my mom and I would, my little hand would come out and I would be picking as well with my mom. So, you know, those are, those are part of my roots and I'm proud of that. I'm, I'm not ashamed of that. You know? Um, I believe that it, It is what also has made me who I am to this very day. Mm. Um, My dad was a phenomenal person. He was an incredible provider. He was um, a protector. He was, um, he instilled in us the importance of family. And and I'll go further, like to say, even with community, because just the way he was, how he, his manners and that kind of thing, how he was as a, as a person. Um, And so, you know, you're right, I learned these things from my parents, you know, and my mother as well. My mother's an incredible a nurturer. She's always been a woman who's very nurturing and very loving and very affectionate. And so, having the combination of a hardworking father um, and my mother as well, and my, how they worked together, the dynamics of who they were in their relationship and their marriage. Really made an impact on me and who I who I am now and the things that I find value in and the things that are important to me but Who I am it's who I've been since I was a child my mom even told me you've always been like that Vanessa You've always been like that like for everybody for the people my mom I would go to Knott's Berry Farm with friends or to Disneyland with friends and My mom would kick me down with money, whatever and I'd be there and I'm like, okay my mom would kick me down with more than what I needed, obviously, yeah. you know, but and this is
0: before the egg mess messed yeah. <laughs> it all up and not
1: very
2: far, you yeah. know, like, I know, right,
1: right, right. But you know, I, I would be there with friends and I realized like, Oh dang, I don't think they have money. You know, they only had money to get into the park. Right. I'm like, we're going to be here all day. So there, you know, I am like, Hey, you want something to eat? And like, you know, buying them food and all that, you know, like, because again, I was like, dang, like that sucks. Like they don't, you know, they're just drinking of ice water, you Aww. know? And it's like, and I would be like, Dang, man. So, like, hey, I'll buy you a churro. What do you want? You know, like, you want to slice the pizza or whatever. Like, I've always been that kind of person where, like, just caring for people, you know, it, it pe- people mean a lot to me, you know? Sometimes, in
0: a way, we're living in, in a new day of age where it's like you want to be caring, but at the same time, you have to really protect our heart mm-hmm. because there are rules out there. Oh, absolutely. That like to, like, take advantage, mm-hmm. but they don't understand. Like, you do it from their heart. You're not doing it because... You want to, you do it because that's how we are, right. you know? Like you come from a hum- humble family. I came mm-hmm. from a humble family yeah. and my mom taught me work hard, be mm-hmm. respectful, yes. yes ma'am, no ma'am, Yes. you know, and all that, yes, no, and be more respectful. Right. You know, when you, when I go to stores they say, excuse me ma'am, do you have any of this? You gotta no. be more polite right. and that's how you are because now people just don't have no morals, no right. respect. Right. Even for the younger generation, they do not respect their elders yeah. and they walk over and whoa, well, yeah. your instincts dying. And this like, it shouldn't be like that respect because those people are make, or brought you here to this world to mm-hmm. be like, yo, matters. A lot of people these days right. don't even know what matters because they're so focused on social media mm-hmm. and that's where yeah. it's like, it shouldn't be like that. Right, you know?
1: Right. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, here's, here's the two sides to the coin, you know, um, People, the the elders, let's just say that people that have already been seasoned with life, they have something mm-hmm. to say because they've through trial and error, mm-hmm. they've gained wisdoms, wisdoms that when we're in our young adolescence, we don't have because we haven't ventured those types of journeys yet in life. Although when we're young in our youth, we have, you know, energy and drive and, you know, and those things are also important too. But can you imagine merging those two together? Mm-hmm. Like the fact that you have um, energy, you have the ability to move and be, you know, when you're older, you know, sometimes the body aches and stuff like that. But, but the wisdom that's in the mind of somebody, you know, to be able to merge those two when you're young, if if you can see that, Hey, I can learn something from this, from this person that's been around a while. Like if you could just slow down for a minute and sit down and listen to some of these old cats a little bit, they, they can drop some wisdom in you. You know exactly. what I mean? And, and, a And apply that to your life at your younger age because you'll get farther ahead in life because Mm -hmm. you're willing to listen to wisdom.
0: And I always tell people, don't depend on your teacher who is Google. Yeah. Depend on the OGs, <laughs> the wisdoms, like, yeah. well, Google told me this, <laughs> but yeah, but is Google It's going to tell you how to how to deal with people from the doggy <laughs> dog world, <laughs> right. no, they're not. You got to deal with that, like, oh, Matt didn't get that job, but mm. Google told me I would get that job. Mm. It's all mm. about
1: Google, Google, Google. It's like, who gives a fuck? i your Google. Don't, don't go to Wikipedia. You're going to start self-diagnosing yourself. <laughs> I got a, I got a tingle in my arm. What does that mean? Oh, I'm gonna lose my, arm. you know what I mean? It's like you know what's oh, funny man. when
0: people tell me, "Oh, big man, you don't know shit." It's like, man, I, I, <laughs> hey, I was there with American Online. I was there when the <laughs> internet started. I had my pager, nine one one. I had all that. You're, you're aging yourself, aren't you? <laughs> like, I don't care. I admit that. I, <laughs> yeah. I, aged myself because those were the good times. Yeah. I mean, going back in eighties, nineties, and we seen it all. Yeah. We, I mean, those were the best times, but. At the same time, we're evolving.
2: Yeah, of you know, course. Yeah, you know,
0: and that's the thing with social media. But imagine if we had social media back then.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh my God. Oh my
1: God. No, it's okay.
0: Did Because I, 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 yeah. I have to bring this up, Vanessa. <laughs> He's like, "Well, show your high school pictures." Like, yeah, yeah. Damn. I was like, "Yeah." I was like, "Mr. Still your girl, here. Mr. Still your man." I was like, "I always look like," because people told me like. Oh, you're gonna post a picture of yourself, like, uh, mm I was like, no way, because I used to weigh over 400 pounds. Really, Stephen? Mm. Well, congratulations. Look at you. No way, I'm not there yet. No, it's hey, you're on a journey. It's all I'm, good. Well, I'm at 250. There my 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 goal is 180. There you go. I'm gonna be in a wedding next year. There you go. So well, here's exciting. here's
1: what I think is important. You know, is just when you know you have vitality, and 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 I don't think that looks like a certain size,
2: mm-hmm. or a
1: certain height, or whatever. You know, you have if if you feel good, you feel good. And Mm -hmm. then I feel then, you know, it's not you have to be a size 2, a size 7, a size 14, a size whatever. It doesn't, like, Mm -hmm. and I think, I know this is not just an issue for women. I know it's also for men, too. Men feel that way, too. You know, there's the the pressure of, like, looking Mm and being a certain way. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? But I think Mm -hmm. that you just have to be your own beauty, your own person, you know. So Mm -hmm. if you feel you need to, you know... Clean up a little bit more, and you know, and drop a little bit more. Then, by all means, you do it. But yeah, it's I just care about you feel. I just care about what what makes you feel good. You know, yeah. so congratulations, it's, it's, though. That's thank you. awesome.
0: It's hard because you know, I I dealt with a lot of uh depression, mm-hmm. you know, anxieties. You know, um, I was telling you a while back. You know, um, I was a mute for two years. Yes, I had a stuttering problem. Right, and so when when I was stutter, it I was. I was so excited to let it out that I would be stuttering uh-huh. and I was like to the point you know what I'm just going to be quiet because no one understands me people make fun of me mm-hmm. so you know what I'll just be a mute
1: right.
0: and it was hard yeah. and people were like how come you're quiet it's like I listen to you but I'm not going to talk because it, right. like, made you self conscious yeah if I have a conversation with you back then I can be doing this right. I would be stuttering 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 right. and it took me 22 I want to say 23 years to stop my stuttering Going to Kaiser, going to speech therapist. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, like, how do you stop the stuttering? I have to be a speaker. Right. I have to, there'll be like a hundred people. Right. And I'll be like, what am I going to do? Like, how am I going to talk and everything? I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. But I have to do it. (laughs) But that's one of the things I had to conquer uh, my depression, my stuttering, and for me, this is my calling. Right, this is for me to help me have a conversation with people by doing podcasts.
1: Yeah, I think that's incredible, though, especially when you you did share with me about that. I was blown away. I was just like, wow, it's like to see your journey and where you're at, and the very thing that you do requires you to speak. You know, I have and to. and it's just beautiful because you can't tell it's not like okay yeah he had a stuttering problem but Mm -hmm. i think it just inspires people because there are other people that have similar journeys to you and they need to know they need to hear your story to be encouraged Mm -hmm. by it too whether they go into podcasting or not Mm -hmm. but just even feeling comfortable enough just to be able to speak to people you Mm -hmm. know and and not feeling so self-conscious so
0: i like it that you like to uh meet and and hear people's stories Mm -hmm. and it's like whoa, this person has a story this Mm -hmm. person has a story And uh, earlier we are talking about you had a boutique shop. Yes. And every person that you sell
1: their stuff, every person of of a woman has a story. Oh, yeah. So this was, you know, earlier on, like I was sharing with you er um, moments ago before we went on the live. But, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I really got to be a part of what is now a really big wave or a movement now at this point. But I got to be a part of a movement. I'm more in it and I want to say an infancy stage kind of thing. But Mm -hmm. when it comes to uh, the creatives and the artisans and the handcrafted goods, my shop specialized in that. So I housed women who were creating, you know, from whether it was paper, paper goods or handbags or jewelry, you name it. I carried just a beautiful array of products in my store, but every creative had a story. And when women would come in, because I would get women that would come in because The best advertisement is when people can speak on your behalf, when people can say, have you been to that place yet? You gotta go. That is the best best form of advertisement in my opinion, okay? So that's how if people say, well, how did you do your advertisement? I didn't, I mean, I had social media, yeah, but ultimately it was always through the experiences and the word of mouth of the people that were coming into my shop and how people felt when they would come into the store. It's like, I would tell people, you come in as a stranger, but you leave a friend. You would come in as a stranger, but you leave a friend and that already tells you already what it was like to the experience of coming into my shop. Right. Women would come in. And so as these artists started to come and I started to represent these artists, the way if you want to call it my process of bringing in an artist is I would literally have them. I had my my shop. It was beautiful. Stephen had a beautiful shop. Um, I had these beautiful lounge chairs in there and I always carried, I had teas and wine and champagne and everything you could think of coffee or whatever. What? I always had stuff on hand because even when my shoppers would be there shopping, I would offer these things. And would you like a cup of tea? Would you like a glass Hospitality. of wine? Whatever. Hospitality. Oh. Yes. Okay. So important. Right. Mm-hmm. And they would be walking around the shop and they would be shopping. Talk about real retail therapy. It literally was retail therapy for these women because I had uh, furniture in my shop too where these women would sit with me and they would just begin to share with me about their lives, whatever they, I don't know what it was, but they were there and they just felt comfortable enough to talk and to share, right? So I'd be sitting there with them, encouraging them and just, you know, whatever I could do to be an inspiration to their lives. And they would leave the shop feeling like a whole new person because- we had that moment together. They bought a beautiful dress, a handbag, some jewelry or whatever it is that they bought. Sometimes they wouldn't buy anything and that was fine. But I made a connection. And so from those experiences, people would go out and start to share like, hey, have you been to that cute little boutique over there and blah, blah, yeah. And it was like, no, no, no. Then people, how did you hear about our shop? Oh, my friend came and had it. Okay, so I started to notice there was just this, all I had to do was just be who I am. Mm-hmm. You see, I just had to be myself. So these women would come in and and we would have, you know, and so again, with the vendors, I would sit with them and ask them about the product, not only about the product, like what's in the product, although those things were important too, Mm -hmm. but I would sit and talk to them how and why, why did you start to create this? What inspired you to do this? And you'd be surprised in some of the stories, like... It was from my husband lost his job, he was a primary breadwinner, and I'm trying to get something off the ground so I can help my husband. Oh, wow. Others, it was like, I went through an ugly divorce, I'm trying to get something going on my own because of whatever. It was very, uh, all the stories were different. So I connected with these women and people would come into shop and then they would ask me, do you make the product? And I'm like, no, I don't. Well, you sound like you do because you know so much about it, but that's how much I was invested in my, the creatives, in the women that we represented or the women that I represented in the shop. Like, I want anybody that I'm in connection and collaboration with, I want them to succeed. Mm-hmm. You see? Mm-hmm. And we talked about that earlier as well. Yeah, yeah. I don't operate from a space of scarcity. scarcity. Sorry, scarcity. I don't operate from that space. Scarcity says, I can't tell them. I gotta keep my secrets. I gotta, you know, you, know, you hoard it for yourself, right? And you don't give anything away because you're afraid, well, if I tell them, then that maybe they're going to do better than me. And so, they're, you know, it's fear-based. I don't operate that way. Mm-hmm. You know, I am more like, here, go for it. Here's the information. And that's where the connecting comes into play because I became ultimately, you know, I've, I'm, I'm a connector. People say, well, you do a lot of things, Vanessa. Yes, I do. I do a lot. You're out there. You're, you're like
0: Miss Awareness <laughs> Woman. You have to be because you got to. I got do this. I can do this. I can, yeah. do, this, I can yeah. do this. You have to right. be. You have to, you, it's almost like you're you're well rounded. And a lot of people, you you can't be one dimensional these right. days. Right. You have to evolve. Right. And that's what I like about you.
1: Yeah, just being a connector with people and and wanting to to see other people do well and to succeed. You know. But even at least the one thing I can say is that the people that are in my life, mm-hmm. they're solid people. I may not have whatever, two point something followers and all that. I'm, nah. o- I'm, o- I'm okay with all Sorry that. For my language. Fuck yeah, all yeah. that. Issue. But I can guarantee you that the people that are in my circle, they are solid people because I've taken the time and I, and I do. I take the time to build connection and relationship with these people because I care.
2: Mm-hmm. I
1: care about people.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I know what it's like also to be the person that needed someone to believe in me and be willing to say, I believe in you. I'm even willing to invest in you. You know, that kind of thing as well. I know what that feels like to be like, man, and for someone to to take a chance, so to speak, on me, to give me the opportunity to flourish and to grow. Because where I'm at now, I didn't get here on my own. I've had people that have been in my life at different stages in my life that believed in what I was doing and said, I want to pour into you. I want to invest in you, Vanessa.
0: I'm glad that you brought it up because oh, when we're, when you DM me, it's like I want I have a project for you, Mega Man. Right. I'll be honest with you. I was gonna say no. <laughs> no, no, I'm. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> That's okay. You know why? Because I was scared. I was like, this is pretty big. I never. I'm getting too deep waters. So mm-hmm. I was like, I never had something like this, and I was like man i don't want to be that person when i get old man i should have done it mm-hmm. i don't want to be that should have could have and i was like you know what fuck it let's do it <laughs> go for it <laughs> what do i got to lose and 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 all of a sudden we're promoting promoting and getting everything ready and a lot of people were were saying like oh what's this show called sam's cry and and telling the story and bringing yeah. you on. and mike mike's funny yeah <laughs> you know he, I, i'm Sorry, Concrete, I'm going to be honest. I think Mike's episode was better than Concrete Because, you know, Mike was like, hey, we can relate, Megan, man. We got boxers. And
1: he... That was hilarious. It was hilarious. When, when the camera went trimmed down, I was like, "Oh, you guys. Oh, my
0: God. But but having end up on Super, mm. he shows mm-hmm. love. But Concrete, is it something where it's like, oh, wow. You know, I was like, I was relieved. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's cool to get followers, but it's... That's not me. Right. It's, it's, it's the message. There you it's, go. To, yeah. I wanted yeah. to inform and, and, and entertain and have a good time and get to know yeah. people because social media, but it's just something like, yeah. wow, it's just, thank you for the opportunity.
1: It's been incredible though. I, Cause now I met concrete end up and Mike, I met them all on the production. Okay. Yes. So this is this, I've, I've only known of them and known them since production. And that was back in 2019, which we should talk about that too. For remind me to talk about, yeah, that. We're gonna talk about it but, but, um, it's been beautiful to see the evolution of their like careers and the things that they are doing. Mm-hmm. It really is. Cause I know they're they love what they do mm-hmm. and it's they've been working really hard at it. Yes. And my I commend them for it. So I have nothing but the utmost respect for Concrete, for Enda, for Mike. And truth truth be told, everybody that's been a part of this production, my hat's off to them. I don't care how small the part has been, what their role has been with production. Every part has been vital. You know, I always equip, uh, equate it to like the body, for instance. You know, like our body parts are there for a reason. You know what I mean? And, and even something as the pinky toe, you think, oh, there's really no significance oh, that's in that. a major thing. But there. it's a major player in how yeah. the body works, right? And we are like that. We all are a part of the body. And so, you know, I don't see the least as oh it's it's just that no like you're critical to the whole operation of this production so Mm -hmm. um i think it's important to to view things like that i think that um if we're not careful also we don't want to ever get to a place where we're, we're prideful where we think that we've you know I, I, you know, I, I, tread very carefully when it comes to stuff like that. You know what I mean. You, you know what?
0: When I did interview Concrete, uh, in the end of the episode, you have, you'll, you'll, you find it. Mm-hmm. He told me, "Do you have any good advice?" Uh, you know, podcasts will be coming up. He, yeah. told me, he told me straight up, yeah, it's like, yeah. don't kick a person when he's when he's on the ground because that person who was on the ground is going to come up, yeah, and that person is going to remember what you did.
2: Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's very good. Thinking. Well,
1: see, you know, the thing is too is like. You know, sometimes um, there's a lot of incredibly talented, talented people out there in various things, not only in entertainment, let's just, okay, there's, there's a dynamic, incredible people out there. We don't know all those people, you know what I mean? Like they're, they're a diamond in the rough or they're, you know, they're, 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 they're just like, like, where the heck did you come from? Or where have you been? Like, why haven't we known about you? And it's like, you know, yeah, you have to treat, I don't care if you're the janitor or you're the CEO or CFO. I'm gonna treat you the same. I'm gonna treat that janitor with the utmost respect. I don't care if you're wiping my table or what you got going on, hey, at the end of the day, we all put our pants on the same way, okay? So yeah, I get it. You've you've worked hard to get to where you're at. I understand that. I'm not taking away from that per se, you know what I mean? But Mm -hmm. it's important for us to understand that like people, like we gotta treat people with kindness. (laughs) You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We got to, you know, we got to extend that to people. It's important. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I, you know, you can be the waiter, you could be the janitor, what people would consider sometimes to be insignificant or not important, but the reality is no, it's important. They're important, Mm -hmm. you know, be kind to them and, and, you know, don't be disrespectful to them, you know, like Mm -hmm. be kind.
0: Yeah. And also, yeah, that is true. And also, um, the one thing I, I noticed like you know a lot of people should be doing looking at um, social media and your stories and there's one thing I liked when I when I see the stuff and the stories that you do is that you're you're a good mom to your daughter
1: mm,
2: and, thank you. and
0: and then also it's like you you want to talk about some we're going into murky waters now yeah, because yeah. it's like you had some hard times mm-hmm. you know and we, and we have we all have hard times of course. in marriage or relationship right, but right, right. A lot, the stuff that What you've been through is who you are now. Yes. Do you want to talk
1: about that? Yeah, sure. We could talk about that. Um, In 2019 is when really a lot of things took place in my life. So I was married. This is before COVID time. This is right before COVID. Right before COVID. But um, I had been married for almost 10 and a half years. Um, The marriage that I was in, in, of course... um, we ended up having a daughter together. We were initially also a blended family. When we got married, he had two children from his previous marriage. So I became a bonus mom and that kind of thing. And, Mm -hmm. you know, um, what I felt or anticipated would be in that relationship because this person that I married, you know, um, really is or was and is a a very dynamic person, like seeing for face value. I mean, you know, um, a team leader, you know, um, just very gifted and talented, um, entrepreneur, that kind of thing and stuff. But unfortunately, the marriage dissolved. And um, in 2019, along with the dissolving of my marriage, I had four big life experience that, experiences that happened to me all in that year, 2019. In February, I lost my father. He had passed away from, he had dementia, Alzheimer's, so he passed away in February. Sorry, okay. My business shut down in March of 2019. My marriage came to a crashing end in August of 2019. And then the same month, I also lost my grandmother. So I had four major life experiences that took place in that year of 2019.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And um, so on a personal level, just really trying to get my bearings, there was a lot of healing that had to take place inside of me. A ton of healing. Because I was dealing with anxiety. I was dealing with just the trauma from being in a very dysfunctional relationship and the, the mourning, even trying to, I couldn't even mourn my dad because I was so uh, consumed with trying to navigate through an exhausting two and a half year divorce. You see what I'm saying? And then I couldn't even fully mourn my business, you know, my shop, you know, it's like I had to just shut down. I literally had to just get into fight or flight mode. Like I just had to just, Put on my boots and just okay. Let's do this, you know. And at the same time, cur- do the best I could to create an environment and a space for my daughter now, because obviously, you know, divorce affects children, you Big know. Time. So my daughter, being so young, and how her the relationship between her father and I, how it was, how it was impressionable on her, and how it affected her. Figuring, figuring out what that looked like for her as a little girl, you know, right away. And I'm not ashamed to say this. I am a firm believer of counseling. If you need it, get it. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: There is no shame in going and getting counseling.
2: Mm -hmm. Okay?
1: So immediately I went into a program called Divorce Care with myself and my daughter. They had a a group for the children to meet as well. And they had a facilitator there that would, you know, and, and then there was for the adults and stuff. So right away I jumped into... Everything that I could possibly think of that could help me and even my daughter navigate through this whole thing. Um, I had what I like to call pillars in my life. There were some very key women that were there uh, to support me through this process because here's what I got to say. Sometimes you go through seasons where you can't even hold yourself up. Mm. And so those people are there to hold you up when you can't stand Okay. That's good. So I had a, a dear friend of mine who also has a beautiful podcast. It's called Feminine Roadmap. Her name is Gina Farrar, and she is a life coach. And I. She was one of those key persons. Another good friend of mine is a, uh, another friend by the name of Amanda Ramsey. She also has a podcast and a, a great movement called She Stories. Shout
0: out to
1: them. Yeah, she, incredible person. Bo- both of these ladies, um, they were very, and still are to this day, very critical in my life. They are my go-to girls that I go. Then I also have another good friend of mine. I'm telling you. I, Mega <laughs> Man, Mega yeah, Man. Yeah, yeah. I just want to be yourself. in that circle. <laughs> yeah.
2: I just want a
1: friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Eldona Luis Fernandez, who's also... Um, another key person in my life she's a an author of uh, quite a few books and she just has a ton of things to her name um uh accredited speaker through Toastmasters I'm not too sure if you're familiar with Toastmasters or not um international organization for public speaking Mm. Um, she um she's a part of that um she was a a master negotiator for the United States Air Force. So these are like, I mean, talk about like great people that that have just surrounded me. And I love, I have to tell you, I, and and you're part of that circle too. But I love, yes. I love to brag about the people in my life. Mm. I love to talk about their successes, and I love to highlight the people that are in my life. I love to to say the shout outs, whatever you want to call it. But I love to do that for the people that are around me. Um, so. There there's a few other women that were part of that, but mm-hmm. they were there to help me through that very emotional time of my life. I mean, I have been at the place too where I have questioned my existence. Ooh. You know? Mm. I have how am I gonna do this? And then thinking to myself, my little girl deserves better than me. Like I'm not even worthy that, of being her that's, mother. That's and, true. And yet you're telling me that. Man, Vanessa, you're you know you're a good mother, or you're a great mother. It's like man, and to think that at some there have been times in those low seasons where I felt so inadequate. And yeah,
0: low self esteem.
1: Oh yeah, dealing you know with that, and then dealing with low self esteem within myself. Like I don't have what it takes. Like my time has passed. I actually thought that. I actually thought that. I thought I believed at that time in my life in 2019. I believed that. My opportunities were gone. I believed that I was just going to exist like nothing more, nothing uh, like just be, just be like there was just nothing and, and and it made me so heartbroken inside because deep down inside, I knew I had something in me to give, to give to who Vanessa, to give to the world, to give to community to give to give to the people around me, to give to my loved ones, but yet I felt so uh not worthy of it as well, feeling the sense of unworthiness, feeling also the the heaviness and the, and the weight. It felt like a garment of like even dealing with shame, feeling shamed. Like, really? yeah, I there was a ton of, you know, just heavy, heavy emotional stuff that. And again, having those key people in my life and my immediate family, like my mom and my brother and my sisters and stuff like that, of course, they were there to be supportive to me in that time in my journey as well
2: yeah it,
0: it's and, and just for you telling your story I, I, I highly respect you more because it really depends how you pick yourself back up because I'll since you told me your story I'm gonna mm-hmm. tell you mine mm-hmm. I was in a relationship when I have a son with mm-hmm. and I wasn't happy yeah you know she was killing my podcast and uh, I know she's gonna hear it but it doesn't matter mm-hmm. but to me she made a she told me you have a decision
2: mm-hmm. either mm-hmm. it's
0: me or the podcast right what was making me happy right right podcasts right so i dumped her i was like i'm sorry yeah i gotta save the podcast because if i would have quit i wouldn't be here having a conversation with you right. or anyone else so it was a huge monkey off my back but the thing is also she didn't realize that why do i do podcasts mm-hmm. because some podcast saved my life right, right right when me and my kids were homeless the only thing that was really putting my mind on check was listening to podcasts mm-hmm. to hear people's stories, to yeah. hear what to do, and what not to do, and to get out of this deep hole mm-hmm. to get my life back together. Right. Again. But I guess in a way, some people just don't understand because maybe they, they weren't in my shoes, so, so right. they don't know. Right. And that's one of the reasons. It just really depends how you pick yourself back up. And this is a thing a lot of people don't know. And, and I did this. Mm-hmm. When I hit rock bottom, mm-hmm. I went to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wow, why is making me going to the bathroom and hit rock bottom? I want to look at myself in the mirror who I was when I hit rock bottom. So that will be forever in my mind. It's like, okay, this is where I'm going to see myself in the mirror. Mm-hmm. I never want to see this person ever there you again. Go. There you go. And that's yeah. where I started changing, getting my life together, getting the podcast and and helping out people. Right. Um, bring hope and inspiration. There and you go. Um, I might as well just tell you this. Uh, two days ago, I was more focused on helping uh, one of my good friends uh, because uh, he doesn't have anyone to turn to. And mm-hmm. He lost everything, and uh, I had to stop him from committing suicide. Right. So my own energy was supposed to be for this episode, mm-hmm. but I wanted to help, help him... him because I don't want to be that person. Well, I, I'm too good for you, whatever. Yeah, no, not and at all. And having conversations with them for a couple hours for him. Right. And say, hey, everything's going to be okay. Right. I got you. Right. You got to show compassion and love because yes. people see us as hope. Yes. You know, you know, you know who's real and who's not. But right. to me, I want to be there for the people as I'm there for you or mm-hmm. for anyone else who watches this live or yes. on social media. I got to do whatever I can because now people... I don't see it myself, but people tell me, like, you know, Megan, you're the man for the people.
2: Mm, and that go.
0: gets me a little emotional because yeah. it's a lot of pressure, but at the same time, I just wanna help out people. Mm. And and now that I'm home now, Vanessa and mm-hmm. Long Beach, Long Beach needs me. Yeah, yeah. There I you get go. emotional talking yeah. about it, but Long Beach needs me. There and that's why I feel the energy with Sancho's garage. There you go. It's like he knows even yes. I just want to say we want you a part of our team. There we like go. who you are. We see the journey. We see the future. Mm. We want to be there to help you.
1: There you go. And
0: for me, to have Sancho's Garage and a lot of people have my back and, and having you as my guest, it's an honor. And it, to me, I got a little show. Uh, I got it up. <laughs> it's, it's I know. It's okay. <laughs> just something where it's just like understanding you more. Mm-hmm hearing your story it's going to make me a better person to have an understanding of how and what happened when women go through situations Mm, like this right because we always need to be compassion Mm -hmm. show love right communicate Mm -hmm. because we don't i don't even know your journey of what you've been through but you know what you're here with me you're having a conversation and the people are going to
1: hear this Mm. and you're going to touch people's lives Mm, that's beautiful there you go and it's and it's Man, we could just do mic drop right there. It's like done, boom, <laughs> boom. <laughs> it's done, right? With that though, to now go off of what you just said, that last part, that's exactly where the journey ended up leading me, right? Because those people, those pillars that were in my life, encouraging me and inspiring me like Vanessa, no, you got to keep going. What what was able to come out of all of that, Ugh, mm-hmm. you know, what was birthed from it mm-hmm was a new phase, a new movement, or a new thing that's coming out of me, and that is I ended up creating and writing what they call a one-woman show, and it's called Growing Through Concrete. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And it's original, because you know I'm a singer-songwriter, so I wrote an entire one-woman show that I perform, and I also have original song work, so I've incorporated that into the show. And this idea, Growing Through Concrete, came to me early on, in the separation of my ex-husband, one day my daughter and I were out on a little adventure. You know, I I used to get away a lot on the weekends with her. We would go to the the beach. I have family out in Ventura County. So we would pull away on the weekends and just go and I would be at the beach with my little girl. And Mm -hmm. all of a sudden something just dropped into my spirit and it was the visual of cement and how how sometimes you see yeah sometimes it's a weed coming out of the the cement or the sidewalk whatever but how life still pushes through even the hardest of terrain and it was equated to my life that something was going to birth and come out of this out of what seemed impossible
2: mm-hmm.
1: like cement because you need you need soil you need water you need all that stuff in order for something to come you know to, a, to for it to grow for it to happen you know what i mean mm-hmm. and so it was that visual of like this hardness, but that life was gonna find a way. And it just stuck inside my heart. And I just kept, and I kept using it as a hashtag on my Instagram, Growing Through Concrete, because when I would put post up, whatever, I would just add that, Growing Through Concrete, Growing Through Concrete. And then all of a sudden, my one of my girlfriends, Amanda, she says, Vanessa, you need to write a one-woman show. And I was like, a one-woman show, what's that? She goes, look, Google it. <laughs> Google it, no, Google told yeah.
2: me.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so Google told me what a one-woman show was, right? So then here I am looking at I'm like, okay. I'm like, really, you, think, you need, and sh- so sure enough, I decided to, to, to take her up on that, and I sat, and I started to map out and to draw out this one woman show. And now it's a production that I have, that I do, that I, that I take on the road, and I perform to audiences of women, because it's what it is, it's, it's basically my story, my testimony of mm-hmm. what I went through, but at the end, how life finds a way life finds a way, life will come through, even in the hardest of terrain, that life is gonna find a way. And so it's just been so powerful to see women. I can't tell you how, after the shows, like women coming to me and saying to me, Vanessa, when you talked about that, that's me. Or when you talked about that, that's me, or that's my situation. And so just being able to connect with these women and then offering them resources as well, to say, okay, listen, like, for instance, when I went through my ordeal, I needed to tap into resources. So here's what worked for me.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Let, me get, let me give you a starting point. You need a therapist, I can recommend a couple of great therapists. Whether you connect with them or not, that's fine, but maybe it'll lead you to the right one. You need a life coach? I know a few life coaches that I personally can vouch for. Like when I give a, re- when I give a reference, one thing you got to know, when I give a reference, it's because I've experienced it. Meaning, so I'm not going to say, oh yeah, call this person. No, I'm giving you numbers of the people that were part of my journey, my healing process. You may or may not connect with them and that's fine. But again, at least it gets you starting on the journey to your healing, your recovery of what that looks like for you. So I give women those resources as well. So I have another show coming up out in the Orange County area. Um, We're working out the fine details for that, but that's gonna happen, I think it's in November we're doing this show, if I'm not mistaken. October, November, it's one of those Mm -hmm. months. But anyway, so that's gonna be to another audience of women. And I have another one that we're working out the logistics which will happen out in LA County. So my goal Mm
2: -hmm. is
1: to get this one woman show off the ground and hit all the, the different counties. I really wanna saturate Orange County, LA County, San Bernardino County, Ventura County. I want to really, really saturate the counties right now. With, Dang, with this is
0: on a come up.
1: So, yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. It's girl power. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, bro,
0: <laughs> stay away, man. It's a boss girl time. Right? It's a boss girl time. So,
1: yeah. So, that's what I got going on as far as, like, creatively, you know, um, no. that's happening. Um, and then, of course, there's my music and stuff, too. So. Oh,
0: we got to talk about that. So, yeah. uh, you're into that emo punk stuff, huh? I
1: was. I, well, I was. I'm not necessarily singing it now but yeah that's where that's part those of my best times my beginnings
2: there those oh, are the
0: best kind times of my i mean yeah. when emo punk i mean we go the list of all these <laughs> musics so i'm like i did, did you have to hear like no, that too like no. my no. chemical Romance? And no. you're like oh man this I is way, this, this oh, is way girls.
1: hey this is way before chemical romance even came out what? yeah yeah
0: so i mean i that, had the remember Yeah, remember oh the fohawk with the affliction shirts <laughs> oh my oh. God. <laughs>
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah. No. This is yeah. This was back like in the mid ni- uh, 19, 1995,
0: 1996, oh,
1: 1997. Oh, so you were in those rebel times. The yeah. so rebel nation. Well, I wasn't a rebel. Or anything. Don't no. Be I, lying. I was... <laughs> no, you were.
2: <laughs> oh,
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Like concrete and yeah, no. Oh, that's no. hilarious. Yeah. So, but uh yeah, so I mean my my roots go deep when it comes to music, too. I I think I told you I've been performing since I was 5 years old and so, mm-hmm. you know, when My background also um, is in gospel. So, I mean, I grew up, you know, being in church. So singing singing was something that was a part of my upbringing. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, but I've done a lot of different genres of music. I've done jazz. I've done... um, of course, gospel, I've done opera, I've done Spanish rock, believe it or not. I've Ooh. done, yeah, I've done, I've done a lot, a lot musically. Have now. you done like any coffee house, like acoustic? Oh, yeah. I oh, yeah, yeah. going to coffee oh, house yeah. without, like
0: That's, acoustic. Yeah. I like that. So it's more chill yeah. and
1: all that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just have some weird
0: taste. You yeah, know? no,
1: like, I, I like, I like, uh, actually I have to say, like, especially when I do, uh, I mean, of course I love when I pre- when I perform with the full band too. Um, and I, and the cool thing is I have such great access to some incredible musicians. Like we're talking about musicians that are, that are performing with like top of the line mainstream artists, you know? Um, and you know, I've met a lot of great people and, you know, through affiliations with my, uh, very, the various musicians that I have played with and stuff like that. So like when they're not touring with the big names, you know, and they're here in town, it's like, Hey, let's do a jam session or let's get together and, 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 you know, just, you know, have like a. Yeah, a jam session, you know. Okay, I have so. to
0: put you on the spot because, you know, there's a lot of people out there who have all to and people are going to be like, prove it. We want
1: to hear you sing. You want to hear
0: it right <laughs> now or? Right now. Okay, you want to sing? Prove it. Okay, <laughs> let, me see, let, me see, let me see what you got. Let me see what you got.
2: In the middle of the turbulence surrounding you, these trying times that are so hard. To endure in the middle of what seems to be your darkest hour, hold fast your heart and be assured this too shall pass like every night that's come before it. He'll never give you more than you can bear, for this too shall pass. So in this thought be comforted, for it's in his hands, this too shall pass.
0: Yes. Damn, watch out, T Pain. No auto <laughs> tune on that. That was good. So- that's a gospel song, by the way. I like, way. I like that. I like that. It just has a cool, powerful message. I like that. I hate to put that, because some people are like, prove it. <laughs> I can't sing, but it was... I like that. Thank you. I mean, coffee music, gospel, because yeah. I used to go to church. Uh-huh. Uh, Pentecostal, Apostolic, yeah, yeah. and yes. all. I was like, well, they get all down, but yeah, yeah, Kirk yeah. Franklin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some uh, good stuff, who too. It? Who was it? Hammond? Was it yeah, Fred. Fred Fr- Hammond. Yeah, yeah, Fred Hammond and yeah. all, but... Got some, some bad. That, that was that, your, that's a voice yeah, right there. That
1: was uh, that song is a cover though. That one's uh, Yolanda Yolanda Adams and yeah, she's so, good. Yeah, she's a great gospel she's good. artist as well. I remember. So. Who else? Uh, BB and Cece Oh, Winan. she has a beautiful voice. Yeah, I, I love Cece. Brian yeah, McKnight. Oh, Brian's great too. The yes. Winans. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All awesome. all your names. See, like, I'm all your name and all. You don't know. You don't
0: know. You don't know. <laughs> so right now, Vanessa, yeah. we're going to take a break right now because okay. when we come back, we're going to talk about Sam's Cry. Oh, I can't
1: wait. I'm cool. so excited. All yes. right. We'll be back. All right, y'all. Woo! All right, guys. We'll be back.
0: What's up, everyone? Mega man. I hope you're liking this episode. I want to give a shout outs to Vanessa, End up, Concrete, Mike the comedian, Angel Ray, Judy, the Sancho's Garage team, Brian, Hymith, John, Roger, Mouse, and the crew, um, and also the movie sam's cry will be out next year so stay tuned everyone i want to say thank you to the people that's been showing love on the new podcast the lobby social experiment also thank you i just reached close to a thousand listens on the first episode of the lobby social experiment uh, the episode, The Rebirth, I really, really appreciate it. Uh, just want to let everyone know. TikTok, Twitch, Facebook, Twitter will be coming soon. Um, if you would like to sp- be a sponsor for the Long Beach Social Experiment, please DM me or DM Sancho's Garage. If you're looking for a tattoo, pins and needles inside Sancho's Garage. If you need a haircut... The butchery in Sancho's garage, and if you're looking to buy a classic a classic car, again, Sancho's garage. Everything's at Sancho's garage. Everyone, we got again the barbershop. We you can get merch. Um, you can you can uh, get a tattoo. Uh, you can check out the the cars. We can show you around. We got the podcast set up uh, in the back. Good things to come on the Lombie Social Experiment. I got some very, very special guests uh, for September, October, November, and December. Good things to come. And lastly, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Leave me some stars. Leave a comment, but also leave some stars on Spotify as well, everyone. All right. Have a blessed week. Mega Man's out. Now let's get back to the episode. And we are back. We took a little break. We had, we had some company earlier, Yes, you we know, did. showing some love, hospitality, always here out to Garage. Yes. I want to get to, before we get to Sam's cry, call the value uh, with your time and
1: energy. Can you oh, talk about yeah, yeah. that? Yeah. So I know in between our little break here, we were talking a little bit about yeah. this. And so, you know, just, um, the importance of our time right and valuing our time our energy and all that i had shared with you an experience that i had when i was running and operating the first time i went through operating my uh, my shop my boutique and i had an experience at that time that left me with a decision to make either i was going to channel my energy and my time into going after like i basically had rights let's say legal rights to go after this or just you know like it shouldn't have ended that way with my business at the time and I made a conscious decision. I said to myself, you know what, I'm not gonna waste my time on that. What I'm choosing to do with my energy and my time is that I'm actually going to recreate this concept and this idea with my business, with my boutique. Mm -hmm. And so um, that's basically what I did. You know. And I think that if we had more of the approach when it comes to experiences that we have, that we ask ourselves the question, is this worth my time and my energy? Is this worth my time and my energy? Because a lot of times some things are just a huge distraction to our time and our energy. Mm-hmm. And so I look at things from that perspective of like, is this going to allow me to create, to be innovative, to... Um, you know, be an inspiration to, uh, to, to produce more life giving things. You see what I'm saying? Like, like I'm all about that. So if, if I know it's not, if I feel like it's just, um, it's dead, it's destructive, it's just, it's toxic or whatever, you know, but if it's not of, of good, then it's easy for me to say no to those things now. Whereas before, like, you know, sometimes I would realize, dang, well, that was a waste of my time. You just mess up your mind. Yeah, yeah. So I think if we can approach things from that perspective or that lens to ask ourselves the question, like, is this worth my time and my energy? Simply, is it worth my time and my energy? And if if you can be truthful with yourself and say, well, no, it's not. Well, then you have your answer. You know. Then, okay, I'm not going to, you
0: know. Yeah. Um, For me doing podcasts for five years, I learned that the hard way for Mm -hmm. three and a half years and before the COVID, I it it used to just kill my day. Mm-hmm. And I think in a way, when the COVID and the lockdowns, everything reset, that this was the only time we could reset mm-hmm. our, what we're doing wrong and to move forward. Uh-huh. I don't dwell on that negativity and there that stuff. Don't. If you have fallouts with people mm-hmm. and it's a first impression, but when you get to know them and see who they really are, right, we're not going to click. It's better to just yeah. Part ways. Just go. Yeah. Because I don't need to dwell on that stuff. Like yeah. you know, and that's why I, I for some kind of reason people Sanchez Garage, a lot of yeah. people gave me good advice don't dwell on the social media, right right? don't lose your sleep, there you go because you know, just move on, it's just, yeah. it is what it
1: is well, authenticity comes to mind when we think when i when I hear you say what you're saying right now, I mean you know who we are, who you are authentically you know you can't fake the funk, you know what I mean it's no. like it comes it comes out it it you know like when people say like, oh, I get good vibes off that person or I don't get good vibes off that person, it's like you know what that there's truth to that, or you know something in my gut doesn't feel right when I'm around this person or just whatever it is, but you know. Like that that comes through, you know, and I think that we need to be more mindful of that we need to pay attention to that because um there's truth to that, like you know, mm-hmm. so now it's like I've learned to trust my intuition more, if you mm-hmm. want to say, where I'm not so like hesitant anymore, where before I'd be like, well, maybe I'm off on this or no, you know now I'm like, no, you know what if it's if it doesn't feel right, like i just I just won't do it, you know i'm i I'll just i I'll go a different direction, but you know that's the basis of like even now like my choices and my decisions like the things that i'm involved in everything that i have going on like i'm really at a place where i'm i've really have chosen to to be involved in a part of things that really resonate with who i am as a person Mm. you see what i'm saying yeah and so you know it's it's not a mask it's not like i have to wake up and you know pull myself together and you know it's like no i you know like like you can catch me even on my off days and it's just it's always still who I am though. You know what I mean? It's not like, okay, well, you know, I don't have to pretend to be something that I'm not. Mm-hmm. So you know that's where this idea of time and energy comes from. I that,
0: and I think that's a way a lot of people, when they go on social media, it, it's hard to put that poker face on because mm. you know sooner or later you got to take that mask off.
1: See, the thing is, I don't know. I don't know enough about that because that's not how I operate. You mm. know, when people say like, you know, like some people yeah, do, yeah, like you know how like even like hidden agendas and all that. Like I don't mm. understand that. I don't understand that. I have, and I, and you know what? I'll be honest with you. I'm okay with not understanding it because mm-hmm. you know it's just not my thing. You know what I mean? I'm like. I'm cool with just being who I am and like I I am for what I am who I am. Like what you see is what you get. It's genuine. For fixed yes. value. You know yes. what I mean? And yes. so I'm, I'm good with that, you know? So well,
0: you be, and you stay you girl. <laughs> I
1: like you. Don't, don't, don't be those fake folks. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So switching gears, yeah, I mean, just... I hope take notes cause she's giving you free game. Yeah, yeah. So, we want to talk about Sam's Cry. Oh, because it's yes. something, this is your baby. Mm-hmm. This is something that yes. you've been trying to spread awareness, network and, yes. and send this love and this vision of what this movie' is about. So tell me about to start from the beginning. Mm-hmm. How, how
1: did you get approached from this movie Sam's Cry? So in the same year, I know in the first segment we talked about all the loss that I had gone through in 2019, cool. well in that same year in mm-hmm. December and funny enough, it actually was on my birthday in December of 2019 when I got the phone call from the producer and the writer of the film mm-hmm. and I was I was offered the role in the film. I was at that moment I was told the the you know the overview of what the the uh, production was going to be about what the movie was going to be about. Mm-hmm. I was also informed that it was a true story. Mm-hmm. Um, I got off that phone call and I'm just like, I feel like I'm reliving it again right now. You know, mm-hmm. I got off the phone call um, after having all that other experience that happened to me. It, it, it just, it was so surreal because I was like, what the heck? Um, I didn't know for sure after getting off the phone and being offered the role, I wasn't sure if there was two parts to me. One side was I wasn't sure if I was ready and if I should take on the role because of everything I had experienced in my own personal life, I didn't know if emotionally I could handle it. If I could if I could do this, if I could, you know, if I could take this on and, and, and really handle because this movie, the truth of this movie is there's a lot of re- reality, a lot of real dramatics that take place in this film. And so I just felt like, uh, can I do this? On the flip side, There was another side of me that was telling me, you have to say yes to this role because this is how you're going to experience the healing you need in your life. This is gonna be a part of your healing journey as well. Mm -hmm. So I called my mom, I shared with my mom at the time, I told her about the idea what came to me. She says, what are you gonna do? And I said, I don't know. Long story short, I ended up agreeing to it. This all happened in December, right before Christmas. I get a call again from the producer, the writer of the film. Hey, listen, I want you to come to location, one of the facilities or places we're going to film at. Um, come and come. I want to, you know, okay, fine. So I show up and I walk in and there's this living room. There's this Christmas tree there. And underneath the Christmas tree, there's this box, beautiful box with a big red bow on top of it, right? Come inside, come inside, come inside. Sit down, sit down, sit down, okay? Grab that box, okay? So I go to the Christmas <clears throat> tree. It's the only gift under the Christmas tree, right? Really? Yeah, the only gift, but I'm here I go to go pick up this gift, right? Because it's yours. Get the gift, right? You know, so mm-hmm. I bring the gift. I sit it on my lap. We want, open it, open, open the box. And so I start to open up the box. And in the box was the entire script to the film. And I'll never forget the words that were spoken to me when I was given the script from, from the producer. She said to me, I'm gifting you with your future. Is what she told me. I was like, okay. Did you get emotional? Yeah, yeah, it? of course, absolutely. I got emotional. I was just like, man, this is this is wow. Because um, you needed this. Yeah, you know, I I I needed it, and I, you know, like I told you in the other segment, you know, I I went through a whole time where I like I was really confused about my identity, you know, my worth, my value, and everything, yeah. and then here's this opportunity, you know, it's like, and you got to understand, I've been, I've been created. To be a creative, does that make sense?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's not only like my skill set. Let's say it's it's a gift that I know has been embedded in me since before I was born. Like I know that I am a creative, Stephen, and so here's an opportunity to like, oh my gosh, like this ability, this this opportunity to create again, right? It just, at that moment, it was very refreshing and just in that moment alone, it was very rewarding to have that. So I took the script back and I started to go through it and then I made a phone call to the producer and I said, hey, listen, is there any way that I can maybe meet this real Judy, this real person that I'm portraying in the film? Would she be open to the idea of, of her and I getting together and I would just love to hear from her, like whatever she's willing to offer regarding her life, you know, stories and things of that nature, stories about Sam, you know, Okay, we'll reach out, I'll reach out to her and see if she's willing to do that. So then um she graciously enough says yes to me. So she comes over to my place and she she gets there and I got to tell you what an incredible day I spent with her. She got there mid-morning and she didn't leave until the afternoon and that whole time she was just pouring into me, pouring into me her life, her history from childhood from her roots of where she began, what her parents were like, the things that she was raised in. And, you know, her her parents, her family was really active and in, in, involved uh, with prison, like ministry, stuff like that, where like to mm-hmm. help rehabilitation, you know. Gotcha. Yeah. They would go into the prisons and stuff and they would bring positive messages and that kind of thing and, and, and offer prayer and that kind of stuff, you know, to the inmates and stuff. And so she, she was raised in... Um, you know in a in a faith-based family and and you know so she grew up she she learned to play the piano and she knew all these you know um like these these songs that they would sing you know cuz she would go in with her family and she would she would sing you know and and they would they would create like this uh, atmosphere this space for these inmates you know to to um as you know to help them rehabilitate you know and hopefully come out of wanting to live in that kind of lifestyle and stuff and so she shared with me that and then she went on to tell me about like how she met Junior, which is Sam's father, and, and, and what she originally perceived and what she had anticipated and hoped in her marriage that you know, she saw Junior coming into her life as this knight in shining armor, you know, and her hopes and her dreams of becoming a family and having children and what that would look like, you know, what she saw in her mind, right? And then to get to the place of pretty much the complete opposite. Her experience, you know, it it, it wasn't something um, that she wanted, you know. It, you know, she she just envisioned something different with him, and yet it was it became and it was this very uh, unstable and, and 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 just hostile environment. And Junior had these massive hangups, you know. He was, you know, he was a womanizer and doing whatever he did there, and then you know whatever drugs he was involved in and you know he had a lot of late nights out he was a performer and all this other stuff and and how he treated her as his wife and what sam witnessed and what sam saw so she's telling me all this she's pouring all of this into me and so um at that moment i remember that last maybe 30 minutes or so or less of our time together i i had you know most of that time i just let her talk and i just mm-hmm. was like a sponge just taking everything in and you know, at the last half of that, I, I that first encounter, I remember telling her I had the binder with the script, and the script's about like this.
2: Page. You know, it's Damn, like, well, you know, Google, I, yeah, yeah.
1: You know, there's a lot in there. You know what I mean? But you know, it's not just mine. It's you know, there's there's there. I have everybody's parts are in the script. I got the full script. You know, so. And then on this side, I have another stack of like papers and file folders and stuff like that. And I told her, well, Judy, I said I go. You know, obviously I've said yes to this film, and I said, but I got to tell you. I am scared out of my mind. I said, but I know that I have to do this. I said, as much as I'm here is a, a new chapter that I'm about to embark on, which is your your story and your son's story. And at the same time, as I'm taking this on and I'm saying yes to this, I'm also closing a chapter in my life. I said, this right here, this is my divorce. I said, And I'm about to embark on this thing, I said, and I have no idea what to expect. I said, so as I'm closing up a chapter in my life, I'm Mm -hmm. also beginning something. So I'm mourning something and I'm having to take this on. It's like, okay, it was just a a clash of just everything just coming together, right? Mm
2: -hmm.
1: But I had to say it. And so she says, I'm going to come back and visit you again. I want to bring something for you. And I said, okay. And so she came back to see me again, right? and this time she comes back with a smaller bind a small binder about about maybe about this thick right
2: mm-hmm.
1: and she goes i'm entrusting this in your hands for right now she goes because i believe that you might be able to draw from this to help you to get into the part oh. and i said okay and so i begin to open up this binder and in this binder binder there's article clippings photos correspondences going back from uh, news stations and journalists and everything that you could think of and imagine in regards to, um, the case of her son, like everything was in this binder. I, I wouldn't call it a scrapbook. Cause it's, no. you know, it's, but you know, it's, it, it just had so much content. She had accumulated everything she had documented all of what, like this journey, what it looked like for her as a mother, you know, um, fighting on behalf of her son and the situation that happened, the situation that took place and the outcome of that situation. And she says, you know, hopefully this will help you and serve you in regards to your role and everything. And so, you know, COVID hit. Okay. So this happened now, that meeting when I met her was right before COVID hit. So between December and January, January of 2020. Okay. Then COVID hit 2020. Mm Mm-hmm. We were supposed to start production the same month that COVID hit in 2020. I think it was like what? February? February. And February yeah. Okay. And it shut us down completely like most everybody, right? Everybody was shut down. So now I'm sitting at home with my little girl and I have a script and I have this binder with all this information that Judy has entrusted me with. And so I would just sit and review and review. And there are moments where I'm sitting there and I'm just in tears because like, like, I'm taking all of this in now, you know, and it, and I have to be honest with you, it wasn't hard to do that in a sense because I was also mourning my own personal things, so it was like if you want to say I was channeling my own into this role, into the script. I was I was taking that energy and just whoop, fusing it right into this into this into my role, mm-hmm. um, and so that's kind of that's the beginnings of it, and you know, and I came in completely green to it all, you know, I don't as far as production with film this is my first run at it you know I've never acted before um and thanks to concrete I'll take that as a compliment you know he was so much fun to to work with and stuff but when I was listening to his interview with you you know he had mentioned something about like oh I think Vanessa's a professional actress and I'm like
0: (laughs) Dang, Convary. <laughs> yeah. I um, think Megum has a professional podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, no-story.
1: So, you know, so I, uh, you know, this is my first role, my first leading role, my first role. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my background, of course, is more with entertainment or in, is in the music scene, you yes. know, performing and stuff. So, but as far as like acting and being in film and that kind of thing, you know, this is the first um, leading role, the first. For me.
0: So doing this movie and meeting... um Judy judy Mm -hmm. then and also and Dub, and mike and concrete and there's a lot of upcoming uh actors Mm um you're like taking little nit like nitpits Uh here and there Mm -hmm. and uh you're just having these ideas like we should do it this way should do it that so you're just trying to gather all these information Mm -hmm. because you're a newbie of Mm -hmm. of acting right right how
1: was that well the thing is is that i don't know i just uh, how do i say this like Like even though I've never done it, like I I I also kind of felt like, well, it can't be that hard. Like I don't know, I just felt like just just be the part. I don't know how else to explain. I didn't overcomplicate it though either. If that makes any sense, you know. I just Mm -hmm. I just sat with it. I just sat with the part. I sat with the energy. And I think what one of the things that really helped me was to be able to sit down with Judy and really hear her story, because hearing her, like I said, her upbringing, all of that was very critical to me preparing to really embody or do my best to embody her role, you know what I mean? Um, and I just ran with it, you know, I just, I just ran with it. And I think the other thing that helps too is that you, when you're working with other great actors like Concrete and, and even I, man, I gotta tell you, Endub, he, like I said earlier on, all of these guys, honestly, have grown leaps and bounds. I've seen them flourish and I'm so proud of them. And I know, like, the work that ended up put into it and everything, like, man, like, I have nothing but mad respect for these guys. I loved the fact that I got to work with these guys. I mean, obviously, I didn't plan it per se. It's not like I said, oh, you know, like, it just happened this way. And how fortunate and reluctant have I been to be able to create and associate and work alongside these great people? Mm -hmm. So, you know, I just I don't know, I just did my part. I just did my part. I just showed up and I just did my part, you know, and um I don't know. Like even getting into the parts, you know, like like I would I would uh, I would even say to production, you know, I'd tell production, you know what? like get everybody's parts out of the way if you need to put me for the last half put me for the last half i'll come in later you know and i would be helping out in other areas with production and stuff like even when end did his interview with you you know like i was just like i was virtually listening in and i kept on being like man end you're on fire you're saying so many amazing things you know um you know like him, like I've just really put my heart and my soul into this, you know? And so if production need, has needed help in here or over here or over there, I'm like, okay, I'm here. What do you need help with? Like, let's do it. Like, let's just get it done, you know? So then, you know, it would come time for me to go and, and do my part. Then production would call me in and say, hey, hey Vanessa, it's, it's time. Let's, we're going we're gonna to do your scene or whatever. And just like, boom, just get right into character and just boom, let's go.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, for me, that's what works, you know, I'm also I'm also uh, familiar. I guess is the word I want to use. I'm familiar with. If I have to fly by the seat of my pants, I can. Because um, some people can't do that. Yeah, so well. no. I mean, you know, as far as being able to, you know, just go with the flow. Like, I can go with the flow. You know, so, um, yeah, it's just been an incredible, incredible journey, and and also being able to get more acquainted with Judy and and spending time with her. Like I have nothing but the utmost respect for her, the utmost respect for her and knowing what she experienced and, and her determination and her courage Mm -hmm. to do what she did because it was a lengthy journey. It was an exhausting journey for her. A very exhausting journey. And, and and also, very easily, she could have been intimidated and put in a corner, so to speak, but yet she still persevered and pushed and pushed, you know? Um,
0: when Judy reached out and DM me and left me a comment and said, thank you mm-hmm. for helping me uh, with this story yeah. to get my son's story out yes. there, um, it was big shoes to fill. And it was, a, I, to be honest, I told her, I will do my best mm-hmm. to have this story be told right. so a lot of our people and anyone else can watch this and, you know, his, uh, his memories won't be disappeared. Right, right, right. We will leave a legacy and mm-hmm. this movie will be remembered. Your son will be remembered. Yes. And it, it, it's very emotional because, you know, getting to deep waters, It this is something new where it's like, am I really touching people's lives with my podcast or, mm-hmm. or what I promote? And I was like, and... Other people tell me like you're doing God's work, and I was yeah. like, sometimes I doubt myself. Mm-hmm. But it's like you know what? If it changes people's life, is if it's to bring hope and and inspiration to our people, then so be it.
2: Right.
1: Well, because you know the, the 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 overall of of what this film, you know, what's in in this film and the the essence of it is it it really highlights and shines the issues that fall under this category of mental health correct right and really being able to like we're ever learning we're ever evolving we haven't arrived we don't know it all and so you know to say hey listen we need to figure some more things out yes we have come a long way but we got to keep going and we got to keep researching and doing our utmost to try to understand these things and to be able to identify Mm -hmm. to be able to identify these things and say okay and and are there things that we can do to help whether it's on the levels of prevention or like rehabilitation even because how do I say this like levels layers of mental health you know like there could be someone who is because of an experience barely like embarking on a journey of like trauma or whatever, because they had a certain experience and knowing what resources they need in order to overcome those traumas. Mm
0: -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Because when we talk about mental awareness, when it comes to our people, Uh we don't want to talk about it.
1: Right. Well, here's the perfect example. I've seen some of the, some of our our comedians talk about it, but there's truth to it. Although we laugh about it. It's like, what is it? Sana, sana, colita, you know, Mm -hmm. and no, just put Vicks on it. Right. Like everything, like how often did we really go to the doctors? Even let alone, so imagine bringing up that's true mental issues ah
0: suck it up Drink drink some seven up yeah
1: or whatever (laughs) (laughs) yeah you'll be fine you know Mm -hmm. you know so the fact that here's an opportunity to to talk about it to shed some light on it to say no we need we need yeah it's it's it can be funny i get it you know but there's some seriousness to this and we really need to talk about it
0: and that's where it's Sometimes, in a way, it mental awareness is, is 50-50. It is a touchy matter because we all have our issues. Mm-hmm. But some people say, like, oh, you know what? That's a that's a cop-out. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. a cop-out excuse and everything. So it's just something where it's like, it, you can't... You pretty much, in a way, it's like, we all have issues. But right. you know what? It's like, hey, we're not looking for... We're not trying to be a girl or a boy quite wolf. It's just something right, right. where it's like... Hey, we're we're going through some stuff,
1: right? Well, see, you know, with Sam, you know, because of the things that he also experienced as a, as a young boy, the things that he witnessed, you know, the things that he witnessed in the home, because that's where it kind of like for him, I want to say, it seems that's where it has it it originated for him, you know, because he witnessed things between his mom and his dad, and how his dad treated his mom and things of that nature, and just how his dad was. There was a lot of instability there, right? And then growing into his younger like adolescence and you know um getting getting the rap for something he didn't do but having having to take the rap for it and then getting incarcerated and every, and then going through the system and all that and that that'll that's a whole other subject where we could dive into that really deep too but it's all part of this film you get to this point where then he comes out trying to rehabilitate with his family yeah. you know and everything trying to get on his feet mm-hmm. you know not everybody not everybody that's in jail or everybody that goes to jail is really a bad person. You see what I'm saying? Like, like there's, people do learn their lessons even after they go through this, and they really want to make a better life for themselves. But, like even for Sam, it the if you want to call it the system or whatever, almost made it impossible for him to do that.
0: And a, and a lot you know? of people, a lot of people are going through stuff. It's because it's from broken home yes there's, maybe there's a single mother or a mm-hmm. single father maybe the mother's not there working three jobs we don't know right
1: and the other thing i want to mention too real quick before um, you know coming off of what i just said to you right mm-hmm. now is that like my hat goes off to those that are also advocating the the programs whether it's nonprofit or not, but the nonprofit organizations or the or the uh, the people that are there that are advocating for people that are coming out of jail or out of prison and saying, hey, I, I want to do better with my life. Like, I want to change, you know, and they're there to help them with the various programs that are available to get them back on their feet. Like, um, you know, I got wind of, there's this guy, um, you guys might know who he is. He's, he's um, Joseph the Baker, the Baker, and he's all around social media too. And his story is also really inspiring because from what I understand, he was in prison, he was in jail. And by being in there, he ended up picking up a trade with baking. And now he comes out of prison and he's this incredible baker that does all these these events and stuff like that. And you know, he's down in Skid Row helping people out and, and, and showing up with with uh stuff to give to people so that they can, they can have some food. Like he's made a huge turnaround. Like there's there is hope for people. Like we have to we have to understand that. Like that there are people that really want to make a change in their lives. and But with Sam, you know, coming out, it was just like, man, like that poor guy, man, just couldn't catch a break. You know, and then when everything went down, I don't want to give too much away about because mm-hmm. I want people to see the film. Yes. I, I want you guys to see the film. You know, I want you to come out and to support the film. It's it's really, really critical. It's so important that, that you know, and it, and I'll just say it, our people, especially our people, right? You know, to come out and to support this film. But the journey that Sam's mom goes on to fight on behalf of her son because of what was done to him.
0: It's a mother's love.
1: Man, it's just crazy. You know, the things that she had to go through to get to the point, and this woman would not stop. And you know what? She shouldn't have stopped. I'm glad she didn't stop. Because of her courage, she was able to change two bylaws because of the situation. In the state of California. In the state of California. Yes, wow. yes. And so yeah, there's just too much, you know, too much importance to this. And I'll even go a step further in saying, like, you know, this is an opportunity for for these organizations that are out there that are skilled and equipped in the area of mental health, you know, and to be able to, you know, we want to be able to make connection with them so that we know that they are a resource, that they are an available resource because Mm -hmm. people, we don't want to just be like, okay, here are the issues and not offer some kind of solutions. You see what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. we, we want to be solution oriented about this. I understand this is an ever, you know, thing that just, you know, but if we can make it better than what it was last year or five years ago or 10 years ago, that is our goal to bring awareness for better change I have to. you know we have to and this is why why we do the podcast or why we're doing the podcast now is because to bring awareness bring awareness of the film of the story of sam mm-hmm. the journey that judy went on the things mm-hmm. that she was able to accomplish because of her courage mm-hmm. right to get it to that point but now we got to do something with that so now you know here's the production we're gonna we're gonna bring the story to light right but there are other steps there are other there are other pieces of the puzzle that we need to bring together to to you know to see more of what what this looks like. you know we're one part
2: mm-hmm.
1: one we're one part of that puzzle piece, but there are other parts that boom 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 so that we can see the fullness of what this really looks like and and, and when you're bringing this
0: up, um, this is where right now we're in the Golden age of podcasts where mm-hmm. I'm sorry to say this, but radio is dying mm-hmm. and because everyone's working graveyard overnight driving like, hey i want to hear this podcast and that's the thing is what is your podcast going to be mega man mm-hmm. are you on my podcast is to entertain mm-hmm. uh be informative but at mm-hmm. the same time help the community but mm-hmm. also push out the message there you go and that's where it has to and be and
1: that's a great combination you know it it, it you know when it can it, it should also be fun it should be something that you yeah. enjoy you know what i mean so it's it's all of those things it's it's mm-hmm. it is it's all of those things and you know and here's what i want to say too you know it's it's I've had, I've had access to being able to stay connected to the role that I play. Um, so uh, being able to communicate with Judy and even now with where her life is at, what she has chosen to do with her life, she's still paying it forward. She's still making an impact. She's still reaching out to people and mm-hmm. you know inspiring them and being a support system to them you know, and, and raising awareness when it comes to also, again, mental health and all that kind of stuff. She's very actively involved. Like it didn't stop after, you know, she took it to the courts or whatever. She didn't just say, okay, like this woman is nonstop. She is just like, she is all about it, you know, for the greater good. And I love that about her. I love that about her. You know, I get inspired by her. I don't talk to her too, too often, but in those moments where her, she calls me or whatever you know it's 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 very refreshing to be on a phone call with her because after the phone call I you know I'm I always feel just moved by her you know really moved by her you know and um and so you know I hope to my my hope is to be able to convey as as best as I can her story
2: mm-hmm.
1: because being Sam's mom being Judy you know um I don't take that lightly i didn't i didn't take it lightly from the first day i was given it yes i didn't Mm -hmm. you know so you know it's just been it's just been an incredible experience that's awesome
0: yeah so with a lot of the 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 podcast listeners and social media uh when is the this movie going to come out
1: so we're looking at 2023 which is just right around the corner it's next year Mm -hmm. you know it's going to be here before we know it so Mm -hmm. you know we've been working diligently you know as a production as well you know just pulling it all together and you know it's it's just been a really cool journey it has been there's been a lot of growth a lot a lot of growth you know and i'm just so proud i'm I'm proud of the production i'm proud of everybody involved in the production from camera to audio to even angel ray my hats off to that girl man i tell people whenever i get the chance to talk about it too with regards to her i always tell people She's a genius. She has a, she's there. Like she is ultra creative, ultra creative. And so like the collaboration between her and I too is like I, I say, it's also kind of my job to extract that creativity out of her and make sense of it in time because she's very much like, bam. And you just gotta be ready to, okay, like write it out, record it, audio record it, get it down and then start making sense of this, genius idea because she's filled with them okay Mm -hmm. and i and i love that about her but i but she when she gives the information you got to be quick about it you know because then she's ready to move on to the next thing you know what Mm. i mean so it's like okay girl like yeah like i just gotta i gotta keep putting it on you know and so we've learned in our dance if you want to say so to speak you know like in in collaboration and working together Mm-hmm. What that dance and what that flow looks like for us, you know. So I know I'm like, okay, I gotta I gotta jot this stuff down, I gotta write this stuff down, and you know, and um there's this there's gonna be a lot of other things in the making because she's just full of creativity. That girl's got well, the juice. We got the juice. Yeah, she's I just got saw that ju- movie yesterday with juice and <laughs> Tupac. That's a good movie. Everyone, I'm
0: I'm a dinosaur, but you gotta watch that movie Tupac. That's original. You got the juice. Yep. I know. So we're almost at the end, so everyone be on the lookout for sam's cry in 2023 but i want i want i have two more questions for vanessa
1: what's in store for you for 2023 Mm. whatever it is i know it's good i know it's really good Mm -hmm. that's all i do know i know that for a fact um but you know If you're wondering what that kind of may look like i i just know it's all things creative you know i got a lot of things that i've i've started on or that i'm in the midst of which includes sam's cry Mm -hmm. but i just know that that's going to carry on into 2023 Mm -hmm. i know more doors are going to open um it's my time Mm -hmm. it's also my time you know it's my time to and 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 i don't take that lightly either i don't you know the way i see it is like to whom much is given much is required so for me it's one of those things where like how can I? How am I going to be able to be a greater resource? You know, when more is given to me, it—the way I see it—it's just a tool.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You see what I'm saying? It's just a tool. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, I'm like, okay, when when these things are given to me, these opportunities are given to me. Um, it's also like, who else can I take with me? Because like I tell people all the time, it's no fun succeeding alone. I don't think so, anyways. I wanna take people with me.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's like, if you're down and you're ready for this, let's go, let's run with it, you know? And I love what End Up said on his interview that, I mean, again, I was like, oh man, End Up, you're on fire. Cause he's just like, hey, I'm down to work with anybody as long as they're really ready to do it. You know what Ooh. I mean? And, and I feel the same way. And I, So the fact is, I do get to work with End
2: mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm.
1: I do. And and everything everything that he said in his in his interview, like that's legitimately who he is. Why? Because I've seen him operate that way because we are on a project together that's exactly how he is, so I know he's down for it. Like he, he has my back. I have his back. You know what I mean. And it's just been a great journey.
0: I know. <laughs> and last so... question: yes. Start a podcast. <laughs> start a dude. podcast. You got you.
1: Oh my gosh,
0: you got you. Okay. <laughs> you gotta start. If you, you know, look. If you can put out one episode a month for thirty minutes, that's cool, right there. Oh, dude, that's it. Talk about your journey. <laughs> Talk about what you've been through. So, because a lot of people want to, or a lot of people love stories. Yeah, and you have a you, you have a journey. You you can help out a lot of men and women and, and help them. You you have that's so sweet. You <laughs> have a, you have a voice <laughs> from, from the gods of your voice. Yeah. I mean Everest, and <laughs> Uh, T Pain, get out of the way, make room. But honestly, um,
1: start a podcast. Yeah. I
0: would love to hear your story more because I feel like okay. you have so much to talk about.
1: Ah, okay. You gotta do it. Well, I have, an, I have another idea in mind that's similar to that, but okay. Okay, but I'll keep that. i will we'll, I'll we'll talk that, about there. Yeah, I'll put that right there. I'll, yeah. I'll put that in a file right there. Yeah. For you. Okay. And gotcha. so
0: we're almost at the end. Do you have any
1: last words or any shout outs? Oh my gosh. So many shout outs though, right? Mm-hmm. I can go forever on that, you know, but if I could just encompass it all. I mean, it's, it, it, my shout out is to my family. My shout out is to the entire casting crew of the film. Uh, um, we have a, a young girl who's been helping us on production. Her name is Lexi, Lexi Ibarra. And she's mm-hmm. also creating a new wave within her own life. She actually went to school for um, for production and she reached out to me early, early on in the production and said, hey, listen, I'm just looking to get my feet wet. Are you willing to bring me on board? And so she came in and she's been assisting us with production on the back end. So I want to give a shout out to Lexi, all to the the cast uh, of Sam's cry You know And also I hope that uh, There was someone That passed away uh,
0: uh, An extra
1: Yes 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 Unfortunately yeah We had one of our um, I think I'm, I'm almost positive I'm not mistaken I think it was A group of young men That um, end up Was connected Or affiliated with That some uh, You know He knew mm-hmm. one of the guys That was in connection With all the boys That came through Or whatever yeah. And mm-hmm. and just unfortunately This this young man Yeah just I don't know all the Ins and outs of it But yeah He, he ended up passing away mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's unfortunate. And that's why, you know, too, we gotta, we gotta do better at being um, being better mentors to people and, and helping people that are on a bad or negative bad path or just on a path that's gonna lead to, like, nothing good. You yeah. to say, hey, come on, come over here, come on. You're better than that, you don't need to be a part of that. Or, mm-hmm. you know, hey, listen, you know, like, yeah, there's just a better way. Because here's the thing, like, you, 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 Create. You do destructive. You're going to get destructive. You see what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Push
0: on negative. You get negative. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So yeah. you know you don't. Let's not mess with that. Let's let's get yeah. you over here. You have way more to live for. You know, there's more in you. You know, and so let's pull you away from that. Let's get you on a better on a better path. Yeah. Yeah. Man,
0: that's just. Yeah. And uh, any last words?
1: Oh man. No. I do, well. I do want to say thank you. Thank you, Stephen, for you know for being who you are and then for making time for us as well and making this connection and it's just, it's good.
0: Well, I just wanna say you have an open invitation on my podcast, Lobby Social Experiment. Uh, me and the Sancho's Garage team. Your family.
1: Yeah, you guys are great. I loved it. Love love the tour and everything. I thought you guys got going. I'll be back again to come and visit and hang out though, and That's support what you guys got going on.
0: And with all social medias, where can where where can everyone follow you? Oh, and oh Sam's Cry.
1: Oh, okay. Well, so my Instagram page is Vanessa underscore Rising. So you can follow me there, Vanessa underscore Rising. And then of course, Sam's Cry. The movie is also on Instagram as well. So you can follow there. Um, there is no website just yet. I know that that's going to actually be in the works and stuff like that for the film. But, um, but for right now, you've got the Instagram page you guys can follow and yeah, so it's good stuff.
0: That's all right. Well, I can't wait to see the movie and, uh, uh, and the, the journey uh, continues with you and, uh, we'll, we'll take it one day at a time. Uh, Vanessa, thank you for coming on. Yeah, I love really no, you for having it. me. <laughs> We're not done yet. We might get some lunch. I know. <laughs> but um, everyone, uh, thank you for listening to this episode. Please rate and review mm-hmm. The lobby Social Experiment uh, brought to you by Stephen Martinez. Uh, shout-outs to Sanchez Garage and yes. the team. Shout-outs to Vanessa, Mike the Comedian. You mm-hmm. got End Up, Concrete, yep. Angel, Ray, Angel Ray, Judy, yes. the whole Sam's Cry cruise. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout-outs to... All The podcast listeners, the uh, social medias, shouts to my kids, Gavin, Alex, Emiliano, my daughter Luna. Daddy Aww. loves you, Daddy will always <laughs> love you. And I'm gonna do whatever I can because one day you're gonna hear this be like, My dad loves, yep. still loves me, and I still love you, mamas. Yes, and other than that, that's about it. There you go,
1: Steven. Good so, stuff till next time. Sounds good till next time. All right, later, everyone. <laughs> We're out. We're out.